Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Monday, June 19th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach, again. Zach, oh, that was a good one. Have you, did you plan that the whole time you were gone? I did not. Guess who's Zach again? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're back, uh, ready to talk some news, right? Yeah, you, yep. all, you all good and refreshed and that kind of thing? Sort of. I I traveled for 24 hours straight yesterday and got home at <laughs> midnight, so I don't know if refreshed is the right name, but I am excited to be back in, back on the podcast. This is fun. Yeah. You still got some jet lag there, but yep. uh, you're you're trooping on. Um, So just to, to start things out, we'll go over the Wonder Woman box office. Essentially, there's some numbers that I will read off, but basically mm-hmm. it's just crushing it, continues to, to be crushing it. Uh, finished second this past weekend to Cars 3. Looks like it's going to come in right around $41.3 million domestically, which is just a 29% drop from last week. Uh, that's really good. And it yeah. got another $40 million internationally. It's going to be right around there internationally as well. Yeah, that's that's an insanely, an insanely small drop for them week over week. Like 29% is hardly anything. Yeah, and 43% the week before. Uh, yeah. We talked, or I I talked, I guess, um, it's weird <laughs> to say, uh, about how it was, you know, the lowest opening weekend for a DCEU film, but it had this best second weekend, and now yeah. it's got even more so the best third weekend. So just for comparison, you know, 41 million domestically for Wonder Woman in the third weekend. Man of Steel was just over 20. Man of Steel and Suicide Squad were under 21 million, and Batman v Superman was at 23 million. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty yeah. massive. Yeah, I think I, just anecdotally, um, a lot of people that like I work with or know who aren't really like into comic book movies at all, I think they just actually end up going because somebody they know saw the movie or something and then they see it and they're like, wow, this movie's actually really good. And so it's got good legs. I think there's a lot of good word of mouth going on from people who aren't necessarily comic book movie fans. Yeah, it definitely has a lot going for it. And you know, tons of good buzz and it's continuing to have good legs. Uh, again, there's a bunch of competition coming up and, you know, so it's going to, and obviously as it's out longer, it's going to continue to drop anyway, but uh, I, I think it's still going to have good legs. And to, to speak to that, Gitesh Pandya, who, uh, at, who runs box office guru is now projecting 370 million plus domestic total which is just massive. Uh, the film's going to pass one, uh, Man of Steel sometime this week domestically and very well, you know, with those numbers would pass all the other DCEU films as well. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any reasonable person who would not call this a, a great success for DC already. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for new totals so far, 270 million. It's, over, it's cleared 270 domestically and 570 globally. So I'm Happy to announce that my prediction from six months out of 550 million was very much wrong. And hopefully yep. <laughs> it continues to look worse and worse as time goes. I'm rooting for me to be wrong. Yeah. We'll see if we can. I think, what did I say? Like 700? You, your initial projection was, yeah, it was, it was in the 700s. And then I thought you were yeah. crazy. And I, ho- <laughs> I hope you're right. I hope so too. All right. Moving on to the next DC movie, uh, Justice League. Hollywood Reporter is reporting that Danny Elfman is going to replace Junkie XL as the composer on that film. Uh, the reshoots have begun under Joss Whedon, and 
part of the shuffling around or whatever what's going on is Danny Elfman is going to come in and replace Junkie XL. And uh, he had a good comment on Twitter about it. I think he said, as my mentor Han- Hans Zimmer told me, you haven't made it in Hollywood as a composer until you get replaced on a project. So I guess I finally graduated this week. It pains me to leave the project, but a big thanks to Zach for asking me to be part of his vision. And I wish Danny, Joss, and Warner Brothers all the best with Justice League. Yeah, so a lot of people, uh, definitely a mixed response to this online because I know, uh, first off, it's uh, it's Danny Elfman. So yeah, it, it's not like we're talking about a, a crummy little composer here. But um, so a lot of people are worried, you know, oh, this means it's just going to be Joss is just taking over, changing all of Snyder's vision and everything like that. Um, obviously, because Elfman has worked with Whedon on Avengers 2, and Junkie XL has worked in the past with Snyder. Um, so a lot of people are you know, worried about that. Uh, to me, I think it just kind of says, I, I think Whedon is going to try to stick to vi- Snyder's vision as best he can. But I also am pretty sure... If for Joss Whedon to agree to a film like this, and maybe we should have talked about this when it was it first came out, but for him to agree to this, I'm sure he has the full go ahead to do whatever he wants, whatever he thinks is best for the film, it, whatever he can do to make the best film possible. And if if you know he he decided that Junkie XL wasn't the best choice for that, then at this point it's it's Whedon's decision to make. Yeah, and I'm sure Zack Snyder, and I think he said in his statement that he had the full confidence in Whedon to take care of it. And so he handed over the reins, and if if that's what he wants to do. And it, it, like you mentioned with uh, Age of Ultron, he, he did basically the same thing Whedon did. He brought in Danny Elfman towards the end, and they, they used some of Brian Tyler's music, and he just kind of augmented some of it and added some of his own stuff. So I'll be interested to see if maybe they keep some of the Junkie XL score or if they go in and completely replace it, or if they just add to it or change it a little bit. So um, all in all, getting Danny Elfman to do the score for your film is definitely not bad news in my book. Right. If you had asked me before Justice League went into production, would you rather would you rather have Danny Elfman or Junkie XL? With all due respect to Junkie XL, I'd much rather have Danny Elfman. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, that's nothing against Junkie XL. I was excited to see what he would do, but we don't know how his score was coming along, if it was good. Um you know he's certainly less proven than than Elfman, and um, yeah, and yeah, it might also just have something to do with some timing as well because you know obviously they have a set release for this, and there's probably some setback you know with Snyder leaving and everything. And Whedon's already worked with Elfman before. I don't know if he's worked with Junkie XL. I'm not sure, but if he if you know if he feels more comfortable with this composer and they can get a better product out faster, then by all means do it. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's part of it because with five months to go, uh, there's plenty of time to to complete everything, score-wise. But uh, but it, it, you know he's worked with Elfman before, so it's, it sounds like you know someone he's comfortable with, someone he knows with, and it knows how to work with, and can do that quickly. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that Elfman will definitely pay respect to what Hans Zimmer has done before in, in Junkie XL in this universe in terms of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman's themes and everything like that. Um, but I'm excited to see what he will do. Yeah. And, and in case you didn't know, Elfman did do the, the music for Batman and Batman Returns, as well as the 1990 Flash TV show. Yeah. Uh, he, so, yeah, this isn't his first foray into 
DC movie music. Yeah, he's got two themes for the DC characters that he's already done. Uh, not that I don't, not that I think we'll see them, but uh, they're actually really good, especially for their time. So, and, and he's done tons of other things. He knows what oh, he's yeah. doing. Uh, on to a little bit of Adam West news. You know, I talked last week about how he passed away. Um, the cool thing happened in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles City Hall. They lit the bat signal on Thursday night. And, you know, they had the, the 60s Batmobile and everything there and a chance for people to go and pay their respects. There's a cool article in it about the L.A. Times. Just uh, cool to see people paying respect to Adam West. Yeah, that was really cool. And the Powerless series finale, which has Adam West in it, and we, we've talked about for a while, has been released. It's it's available from DC Entertainment on YouTube. It says it's only available for a limited time. Don't know how long, uh, but definitely going to check that out soon. Uh, I know we were excited to see that. And IGN confirmed with Warner Brothers that West had completed his voice work on Batman vs. Two-Face before passing away. That's the the animated film, the sequel to Return of the Cape Crusaders. It's going to have William Shatner as Two-Face. That film is expected sometime later this year. Yeah, so that'll probably probably be the last thing that he did that will get released. I'm not sure if he was working on anything else at the time, but that might end up being the probably for sure will be end up end up being the last time he's batman yeah and awesome that we get one more chance to hear his voice in in that role so yeah for sure all right and then we have a twitter question from at bobby class one do you think we will get a list of dceu movie release dates at san diego comic-con in july probably not <laughs> um <laughs> yeah I, I think that would be cool i don't know because again we we talked before, there's just so many moving parts. DC, or Warner Brothers doesn't typically announce things as it, at Comic-Con as it relates to DC. The last time they announced something was 2013, Batman v Superman. Um, since then, it's just been footage and stuff like that. If the timing lines up and they, you know, maybe they decide this is when Shazam is going to be released or something like that, um, that's possible. But I would be surprised if we see like the full on slate, like how they initially announced all those films back in 2014 what do you think yeah i i mean i agree with you totally i don't think we, i don't think they're going to give out a list of set and sewn uh dates i mean maybe the the closest we would get to that is maybe just announcing for sure which films are coming next or which ones have maybe they'll announce that something has gone into pre-production or something um but no i don't think we're going to get like a, a spreadsheet with a bunch of dates on it and all the <laughs> movies that are coming out right as much as i would love to see something like that yeah, and um, I know a lot of people are still... Uh, something I see going on, a lot of people think Justice League Dark and Batgirl are going to be the next films into production because of the old THR article that you know is about how Patty Jenkins isn't signed for Wonder Woman 2 yet. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it said that Warner Brothers had been focusing on putting together Justice League Dark and Batgirl. I think the key word there is had. And mm-hmm. with Doug Lyman gone and with Joss Whedon working on Justice League, I don't think those things are going to go into production anytime soon. Uh, and by that, I mean this year, potentially later this year if they get a director for Justice League Dark, but I don't think Batgirl will be filming this year. And so no. um, I think it'd be a different film, you know, if we heard something announced. Yeah, I'm still, I'm thinking that Shazam is probably, I think I'm on board with you that Shazam or Black Adam, something like that's going to be one of the one of the next ones, if not the next one. And then the last thing is our contest winner. We announced, uh, I uh, talked last week about how a giveaway of Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders digital copy 
Um, the winner is an iTunes review from at Salvatore underscore chief. It's titled best DC podcast, five stars, uh, DC talk every day, have accurate information, great prediction theories would definitely recommend this podcast. So that will be our winner. Um, at Salvatore underscore chief, reach out to us on Twitter or email us at podcast at DC daily drop. And we'll get, uh, get you your digital copy. Um, so that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.